I'm on, Jeff. You just uh, played a little bit of music, waiting for people to come in. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to part two. And as always, you can find these information and the graphics. And as Jan mentioned in part one, uh, totally worth it, uh, folks. You know, it's a... If you go to write on you, that's R I G H T O N U dot com. That's the letter U, write on you dot com. It's $17 one time fee, folks. It's not a month or anything like that. One time fee, as long as we have the site up, you'll have access to it. Uh, if you really want to support, uh, and many people do, and I thank you for the ones that do it. Uh, you know, the $3 a month, obviously, that comes out to $36 a year. Uh, but it creates predictable income. And for someone like Chris and even like, like myself, having a little bit of, produ uh, you know, some predictable income is, uh, is very, very helpful. And uh, that $3 really means a lot, folks. And, uh, you know, he's put years and years of research. Each one of these essays, not only the time he spends uh, researching them and stuff like that, but he's been reformatting them for this. And then I get them from him and I have to reformat them and put them into, you know, upload them into the university, prepare the shows. There's cost to doing the shows. So, you know, your support really helps and we appreciate it. And if you're listening to this on playback, you're missing, we have so much fun in the lives. You got to really join us live. And uh, get in the chat. We have a lot of fun here. So I encourage you. We always start at uh, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're able to, even just listen and then just poke into the chat every once in a while. Uh, I'm sure you'll have, make it an enjoyable experience. But without further ado, his name, uh, his code name yes. is Chris Wilson. But we call him the Military Analyst. And we're going to get go right away on to Part 2, Atlantis proven by wayne herschel go ahead chris okay i'm just uh letting uh raccoon and uh big chief know i don't know if they're, if they're in the audience okay let's go i'm going to start going fast because we've only got roughly 35 minutes okay this is part two atlantis proven by wayne herschel and this was recorded uh same as the first part i had divided because it's so lengthy it was uh, January uh, 11th, uh, 2011. Okay. Then he shows an, an Egyptian symbol for the sun. His graphics are stellar. I've never seen better than what he's produced. And we go with the first topic, the big twist in the star map plot. And what does this all mean? Why did the ancients build such massive star maps that can only be solved when looked at from above? For decades, Herschel had endeavored to prove that all ancient civilizations worshiping a bull associated with a sun was based on something real. It turns out it was not our sun that they worshiped, but the sun-like star of our ancestors in the Taurus area. Audience, there are actually three suns. The ancients worshiped uh, Sol 3, and that's S-O-L-3, uh, and we are Sol 1 that we that we uh, uh, venerate today. It turns out that it was not our son they worshipped. Atlantis was identical to the layout of Stonehenge with its circles of stones and the mounds of surrounding these, as was Mars before it. In fact, all present the same star map, the, quote, Key of Solomon cipher had it too. Previously, the Mars star map was deemed to be the grandest in size. The face monument, as the X marks the spot, was four kilometers long and the whole star map almost 15 kilometers wide. But Atlantis was over 10 times the size. Size was everything. This would perfect its purpose and be easily seen by other solar systems with super telescopes from deepest space. Here is why the ancients chose a repeating gargantuan star map for their greatest cities. The twist in it, our first book conclusion in Wayne Herschel's book, The Hidden Records. The message it portrays, this identifies who colonized our solar system, exclamation, ancient maps of Atlantis, topic. 
In 2005, during a typical average day of online research into various new leads of Atlantis, Herschel felt inspired to look for some sort of mention in Plato's work of his star map. Typing in the words, Pleiades Plato Atlantis, resulted in a very unexpected outcome. No doubt written by a Greek linguist, a claim was made that Plato described a set of small islands offshore on the west coast of the Atlantic, Atlantis port city. In 1979, this is the person uh, he's referencing, and his name is V-A-S-I-L-I-S, Vasilis, and his last name is P-A-S-H-O-S, Pashos. Vasilis Pashos felt it was important to reconstruct what the landmass of Atlantis looked like, including the cluster of smaller islands. He even named the islands, all seven of them, as the Pleiades Islands. Herschel stared at the image in absolute bewilderment. The scholar's work predated Herschel's work on the star map by well over 22 years, which meant it completely ruled out the possibility that he had made it to fit Herschel's 2003 star map theory. The scholar showed in his map what he believed Plato had explained. Had the text earlier been completely overlooked by the more modern translations of Plato's work, or had it perhaps been intentionally left out? Not impossible to surmise, given how this topic has endured the wrath of being quashed, quashed since the uh, time immortal, immortal. If this claim was true, there would be still remnants of these islands on the ocean floor. Or would the flood response for the demise of Atlantis practically have eroded the islands away completely? Then he shows a great map of what Atlantis looked like in the uh, Atlantic Ocean. And it was made up of uh, a large landmass and then uh, four medium-sized islands and then uh, the smallest islands. It was vast. That This is all about the 1979 Vasilis Pasho's map based on Plato's two books, the Timaeus, T-I-M-A-U-S, and Critias, which is C-R-I-T-I-A-S. When it came to Atlantis, Herschel was certain that what he ought to be looking for was the largest, strongest, and oldest case of the, these Pleiades star maps template. And then he began the waiting game. It took until 2010 before satellite program images would include ocean beds. Imperative to his research would be to pursue the floor of the Atlantic Ocean for patterns of lost islands that he was convinced were once small landmasses that took on the shape of the Pleiades and of Orion. If found, these would most certainly suggest the remains of fingerprints, so to speak, of the lost Atlantis port city, a continent-sized island that Plato said looked like what he has rendered in the image below. Would he find it? They existed, exclamation. Both were anomalous ruins on the ocean floor. See a sneak preview of the anomalies in the last image of this article in a pledge to the Spanish government to embrace their heritage. If anything, the image you see reconstructed here is strongly reminiscent of exactly what he was looking for, his, quote, star map template. This is what the area he isolated once looked like before the cataclysm that shifted the location of Atlantis, meaning from the center of the uh, Atlantic Ocean into the landmass of Europe. Today, the tiny islands are crystal clear mounds on the Atlantic floor. For what <clears throat> part was once the Atlantis port city appeared to have moved more than 100 kilometers westward to crash into Europe to become Spain and Portugal. Uh, audience I initially mentioned from his work where he stated 500 kilometers. I have a feeling it moved several times but it did crash into uh, what we know as uh, Southern Europe and into what became Spain and Portugal. A whole new continental drift theory, extremely fast moving, resulted from a mega meteor impact event that can now be put to the test with experts. These are findings that are anything but theory. These ocean bed islands were crucial to piecing together the puzzle that was Atlantis. And if the port city was ground zero for Earth's first big mass colonization from elsewhere in the universe, that is to say from the red planet, it came as no surprise 
that its template was based exactly on what he already had identified on Mars. And that shows another incredible graphic of the Pleiades Islands. And this is uh, in his book, uh, The Hidden Records, and the Orion Islands, both off the continent of Atlantis. In 1999, the author had originally compiled a com comprehensive all-in-one book of the content of his current three books for his literary agent since it was already one all-encompassing story. The first manuscript opened with the star map discoveries led into the ultimate star map of Atlantis, then addressed the God factor, whilst at the same time digressing toward ancient proof of stargates and the implications of their deities traversing the heavens and riding the branches of the, quote, tree of life. But it was too much for one book. Taking on board the advice of the literary agent at the time, the material has since been and is still being turned into several books. And with time now, write for Atlantis. Uh, click um, the link at the bottom of the page to see the three available so far. I've included those, which I'll cover at the end. Quite unsuspectingly, presenting the manuscript to an agent would cause a conundrum like never before. Suddenly, evaluators for prospective publishers were emailing him and jumping the gun, trying to get more information on the Atlantis aspect of the manual. Next came a barrage of emails from, quote, friends of the evaluators doing the same thing. Enough was enough. Herschel retracted his manuscript and decided to self-publish, and this is when, quote, the hidden records, his first book, uh, hit the shelves in 2003. With the worrying realization that since this was the book on the star maps and Atlantis material was not secure, he inserted the sneak preview of Atlantis in Spain, quote, encoded, quote, in the chronology. He had to have a record of proof that Atlantis Island con continent and the port city had already been discovered and by none other than himself. But a leak had to have come about during the handling of the manuscript by various parties. Proof of this was a whole host of new authors who were suddenly claiming a similar area for Atlantis, even if the way they were reasoning it, it was neither substantiated nor even credible. All of them turned out to be fly-by-night association, assertions disappearing from the media as fast as they appeared. In retrospect, today, he is thankful that he had had the foresight to trust nobody, and the original manuscript was never the whole story anyway. Herschel launched his first book about the star maps repeating themselves around the globe on a controversial South African, his home uh, country, investigative journalism program called Carte Blanche. Now, that's a French name, C-R-T-E-B-L-A-N-C-H-E in 2002, Carte Blanche, just under a year prior to his book, The Hidden Records, being published as seen in the first YouTube link above, and it opened a hornet's nest. It attracted exponentially more callers to the program than the record-breaking Nelson Mandela's book, quote, Long Walk to Freedom, quote, before it had even received. Now, but then beginning the interference and it only found its way forward with a lot of difficulty, time and again having been blocked from major book depositories and bookstores. In the rebuilt image below is the ancient continent of Atlantis before it crashed into Europe. And that's his map there showing where it was located, a minimum of 500 miles out into the Atlantic off uh, what would be considered the... Um, Straits of Gibraltar between Spain and Morocco. Okay, next topic. The new book may well prove Atlantis. The image above shows how Spain and Portugal were once the Atlantis continent. Also demarked, uh, demarcated is a port city near the Pleiades, quote, islands that have been introduced. The astronomical map of the Pleiades with the X marked as spot has been inserted for comparison. As explained on Amazon, the author introduced his book, quote, Herschel's Atlantis, with a compact preview collection of the most compelling proof and content of what he has found where the first 30 pages work more as, quote, a synopsis, quote. A far more intensive introduction to the book, so to speak, it tells the whole story much like this promotional article, but with all the bells and whistles and many more of the thought-provoking never-before-seen images that defined each 
and every topic. All these aspects and the new discoveries make this book stand out from the others in its genre like no other book before it. The expansive introduction was opted for so that both his readers and interest media can see what they are getting into right from the get-go in a relatively short time frame, leaving no room for confusion. So what would all this, so what would cause a continent-sized island, if it really did exist once upon a time, to disappear from the Atlantic Ocean where Plato said it would be? All things considered, a landmass, the humongous size of which Plato claimed cannot simply hide under the sea, it would be visible. We would see it, but something catastrophic moved it. Continental drift science on steroids. It literally crashed into Europe to become the landmass of Spain and Portugal today. With relentless research, it became apparent in the 90s that another author had published a book nearly a century earlier in 1925 that discovered that Spain and Portugal were Atlantis. Initially, Wayne Herschel thought he was merely proving another claim, but it then came an interesting twist. What did the early 20th century author really claim she had found? And on looking closely, this then begged the question, who was first? For now, let it merely be said, credit must be given where credit is due. Plato said the Atlantis survivors claimed they saw the port city sink completely. Yes, it would look as though it had succumbed to a large-scale flooding. If for argument's sake, all the oceans of Northern Hemisphere were to flood over all the land masses it was made up of. But how would this event be, be possible? Herschel believed the only answer to this would be a mega meteor impact event hitting the North Pole and he sets out to prove it. But if this really did happen, you might ask the obvious, then why is there no ground zero impact site that scientists know about today? And then you see one of his incredible graphics of a low angle deep impact simulation using ballistic putty. And it shows the cracked surface, the raised crater-like edges, and uh, the elongated uh, mount, and the elongated tapered crater. Uh, and the test action by Wayne Herschel, the projectile. The smoking gun mega impact event. Herschel believes he has found ground zero, exclamation. He knew where a massive meter would need to impact during the so-called younger driest stadial to set off the precise wobble that is also apparent a more <clears throat> set off the precision wobble that is also apparently a more recent clue to what has happened in this that epoch. He also knew it would have to be a low angle impact. It would have to be done enough scientific experiments to be convinced of this. He created a ballistics gel model to see what it would look for in a low angle impact event. Never did he imagine he would actually find an identical match to the simulation he did that you see here. Take a closer look. In the subsequent image, he then shows how the impact created an elongated impact scar and reshaped Greenland into what it looks like today. Greenland, by the way, also has a huge canyon crack right through the middle of its hidden under the ice. It is only more recently that geologists first launched their paper on, quote, the Greenland Canyon. Scientists missed the detail previously because they were looking for a round caldera-shaped scar. That means an impact that would be circular and would be uh, uh, perpendicular. The scar you see here is nothing like that. One also has to ask, what happens when an impact is such that its outcome occurs beneath the sea? In a nutshell, the answer would be something along the lines of, Things sort of meld into one another and it all gets confused as something else. Look closely and you will notice that both sides of the crater ridges are actually there too. And then he shows another um, phenomenal uh, graphics showing the Greenland, uh, Greenland with the crack fault line below the ice sheet down the center and the Lomosono Ridge uh, north of it and the trench crack and the fault. So it went right down the center of Greenland. It's almost 
it's a vertical, not quite vertical, but it's it's pretty close. Next topic. It caused the biblical flood. It's all about simple physics. A mega meteor, not a comet, of solid iron penetrates the Earth's crusts in what we today know as our current North Pole position. It used to be the Hudson Bay previously, in parentheses. It then detonates below the Earth's crust with what Herschel coins as new crustal upthrust physics. The outcome, the Northern Oceans flood the entire Northern Hemisphere. The scars of the so-called physical flood are as clear as daylight on a grand scale all over the Northern Hemisphere. The Sahara Desert, for its part, is also about to reveal its frozen-in-time scar. Using the very same physics parameters, the new data now reveals an even older and bigger impact event 250 million years ago. It is the impact that split up what is known as Pangaea, which is where you had a uh, all the continents were, were together at one point. That's one of three. Uh, Pangaea and set off the supersized dinosaur era. And it shows the impact event in Greenland, which was 12,800 years ago. And Atlantis first appeared uh, before the ocean rose. Then it shows the Greenland crust uplift into a new shape and the scabbards and scars of the United States. So this is the biblical flood image he's presenting. Uh, an extract from Herschel's Atlantis book with his North Pole New Impact Site Discovery. Next topic, Atlantis, consumed by liquefaction. The fault line crack that occurred with the impact just over 12,000 years ago, as seen above, in reality spread along the ocean bed and literally lifted up the seabed near Atlantis. Atlantis, the landmass, simply stated, began sliding into Europe by gravitational forces that caused the slide downhill from the uplift motion of subcrustal detonation by the meteor. During what must have felt like an eternal constant, uh, which is 10 on the Richter scale, quake that lasted days, anything of substantial mass that was not built on bedrock would be literally have been swallowed up by a geological process where solid land turns into very soft mud. They, that is to say, scientists call it liquefaction. <clears throat> where the land liquefies and anything with any mass sinks into what would look more like a giant mud swamp. All that is left in its quake is just an empty plain deplete of any ruins. That explains why there are virtually no ruins on the site that was once Atlanta's port city. The wording virtually, quote, is de deliberate because there is evidence of at least some ruins and what is left of them is explored extensively in the book. Giant statue-based statue ruins, but the best artifact of all remains intact and available to this day. Unscathed by liquefaction, Herschel would only discover it at a very late stage whilst putting the final touches to what became his Atlantis masterpiece. Next topic, a snowball effect of major discoveries. Herschel's Atlantis was has a way of writing one major breakthrough after another. Item one, the uncovering of the ancient maps of Atlantis. Item two, the discovery of the real pillars of Hercules. Item three, the huge collection of artifacts that support the star ancestor theory. Item four, proof of the biblical flood evidence of the younger Dryas stadial impact event caused by an iron asteroid, a meteor. Reasoning of what caused the chaos in our solar system, the first place based on the Sumerian planetary collision made famous by Zecharia Sitchin. His name is Z-E-C-H-A-R-I-A, -A, last name, it's like two English words, sit and chin, S-I-T-C-H-I-N. I've read several of his books and I'm very familiar with his work. Um, there are only the tip of the iceberg of clues in this new book of proving once and for all that Atlantis did exist and was very real at that. The limited sneak preview that this website plays host to is intended as just enough to spark your interest, but not enough so as to spoil things for those who are ready to get their teeth into the book with its wealth of permutations that even in 
an introduction as extensive as this one cannot possibly do justice. And I assure you that the book promises to be a feast for not only the fanatics on the subject, but also the cautious, quote, onlookers with just a smidgen of curiosity that at some or other point may have tickled their imagination. If anything, Herschel's Atlantis countdown to 2027 may well be the answer to one of the biggest mysteries of all time that has forever baffled humanity and whose real truth has inadvertently been hidden from it for far too long. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. I will boldly say and proudly that at that, Wayne Herschel's book uncovers what few, if any, before it have ever achieved on this subject of nothing less than epic proportions. Next topic. What does it all mean? Dash, why 2027? Question mark. Without giving too much of the real plot away, and mind you, this happens to be a non-fictional plot that is a story all of its own in its own right. I think it is important to round off this article with the significance of the date 2027. It is, after all, the book title and what might have drawn you, the reader, in in the first place. In what initially seems like an impossible feat, the author was able to extract from the geoglyph that had once appeared at the Atlantis site a date message using one of the world's first computer codes. It was what the punch card computers by Siemens Corporation used in the 1970s. The coding system that the company used was coincidentally, quote, called Orion, O-R-I-O-N. There is a direct correlation. That's not a coincidence. And that's why it's in parentheses, in quotations. When the author stumbled across this key to unraveling the message, it became implicitly clear to him that every clue he was able to decode was preconceived, compiled in a style that bordered on genius and was nothing less than super intelligent. And it seems no, quote, coincidence either to Herschel that the date he identified coincides with the revised mind end of times date. It was never 2012. The round calendar uh, count recalculated recently the same updated number, 2027. That's why the message was placed in 2011 to tell humanity the real date, exclamation. 2027 is coincidentally also D-Day for the climate clock. The climate change deadline is no date, is no joke. It needs major intervention in the next decade for permanent world weather disasters and the ensuing crop failures to be circumvented. But it is not only the issue that needs addressing by the auspicious date isolated in the geoglyph, there are four other hidden crises. The prophecies spelled out in, quote, Revelation in the Bible have all the matching clues that Herschel's Atlantis countdown to 2027 goes into at great length. The attention he pays to these is purely based on how critical these are to the humanity's future and how these unfolding developments are going to change all of our lives forever. And for the skeptics, there's a way to identify the measure if Herschel's much-anticipated event involving, quote, first contact as predicated from the crop circle will involve visitors who are benevolent or visitors who are destructive. And whether humanity here on Earth is deserving of being saved by them or is best to be left to its own devices. And then he shows another uh, graphics with uh, two coins that are ancient, that have uh, uh, UFOs flying uh, discs on them from earlier times. <clears throat> so, and and it, what may come as a shock to you, the reader, the visitors are already here, and Herschel boldly stands by his assertion that, quote, they're already rehearsing for first contact and testing how to be safe as they test our military interaction and capabilities with the UFOs buzzing the U.S. Navy's warships as already evidenced with the USS Nimitz. There are also many cases on record that the visitors have also tested if they can disable nukes and our governments are stupid enough to try and use such suicidal ordinance. They've already done this throughout the United States. The image you see here is reconstructed, compiled from naval witnesses' accounts. The US government has basically stated that it will no longer refute the authenticity of the pilot's witnesses' claims. 
quite extraordinarily, what is seen in the inserted ancient coins is a match. Herschel is the concluding notes of his book reiterates how amazing the future could be for us all in a tangible golden era if we all band together to make the changes identifiable by a prospective cosmic messenger. Alternatively, we can subscribe to the media chaos that intentionally has us believe in, quote, bad aliens, quote, whom we should annihilate just in case they're of ill intent. But with a comparative that Herschel so absolutely draws upon, this would be suicide. Like an Amazonian hunter who has never saw our modern technology aiming his bow and arrow at an Apache A-64 gunship, which I was selling to the Israelis in uh, 1992, who do you think will be the victor? Herschel believes humanity has only itself to blame for what comes next if it shoots at them or detonates super weapons intended for them and still has the audacity to blame them for the incident. And it shows this picture of the uh, Amazonian hunter uh, with a Apache Delta helicopter. Here is Wayne Herschel's, okay, pledge to the Spanish government. Here is Wayne Herschel's pledge in a statement to the Spanish government that he recently made on Facebook, where he's currently releasing all the new developments pertaining to his discoveries, especially regarding his claim as to who built the geoglyph. Wayne might uh, have proposed in the past that his historical monarchs of Spain knew the ancient star map secret that he has written about since 2013, 2003. It is also nothing more than just a theory how the coat of arms seen in the next image has seven crosses that appear to emulate the Pleiades cluster. Let's also call it a coincidence that the Holy Grail in their insignia happens to be the actual vessel in rituals that celebrate the human bloodline with the star map. Just theories and nothing more than that. He understands and respects that the Spanish government would want to avoid the UFO stigma attached to it for how it might be perceived by not only the Spanish people, but by world leaders. He also understands it concerns about the kind of interest the geoglyph might uh, elicit, inevitably subjecting the nature reserve to countless reckless people inundating this natural heritage site without any circumspection. Wayne Herschel also makes a separate pledge to the people of the Basque County who have hold the alien quote icon on their original historic flag. If anything, they're the ones who should be ecstatic that they hold the key to the greatness of humanity's past. Their language is so unique and original. It is probably the closest living record based on the original Atlantean spoken word going back earlier than Tertesso, T-A-R-T-E-S-S-O-S. He says it is up to them to recognize how the truth, once it is known and accepted more widely, that it was to say that the history of their sacred pre-Celtic origins will allow them to garner great acceptance and respect. If anything, the entire entirety of the Spanish people will be the ones to stand proud when they embrace their elevated word status in these theories become fact. Wayne Herschel urges them to honor the history of their angelic bloodline and the site that bears testimony to it. The geoglyphic could well elevate itself to an attraction people worldwide would want to come and see and pay an entry fee for touring the area. The kind of tourism potential it would offer Spain is boundless, growing exponentially in this build up to 2027, while other countries increasingly suffer the wrath of the escalating pandemic that sadly promises to be with us for a long time yet. So that is shows his graphic of his pledge to the Spanish government, and he shows what the um, symbol is on the Basque flag on the border between Spain and Portugal. Last section, uh, pledge to the people of the Basque County country. The geographic crop circle depiction in a message that is also being addressed to the people of the autonomous Basque country. The Basque Laburu, which is L-A-U-B-U-R-U, as seen here is decorated with the Orion star formation seen in the image on their flag. This insignia can be found on the oldest historical Basque flag based on ancient records of its 10,000 year old Spanish and Portuguese stone carvings of their ancestors. Wayne has written in conclusively that the people of the Basque nation are most likely directly descendants 
from the Atlanteans. They also have a unique and original language to prove it. Our research team would like to put together a group of nationals from the Basque region, people passionate about their history, who agree on the important interpretations that have been made here relating to their origins. Any interested Basque readers out there who don't mind public media interviews and feel proud to have their say, please click contact at the top of this page and head your email, quote, Basque Media Group, quote. In the image below, you can see the components making up the full message as numbered sequentially. And then he has another uh, image showing the alien message found at Atlantis, and he states, addressed to the Basque nation, question mark. Lastly, the status of the Atlantic book. With the THR books research and support team, already having been sent countless evaluation copies of Herschel's Atlantis Countdown to 227 to mainland, mainstream media in a virtual approach. The moment the book becomes available, it hopes to be overwhelmed, all interference currently trying to stop its publication. To get it launched and secure a strong copyright stance, a direct but limited Amazon deal was the author's only recourse at the time. A private publisher for the color edition is still the ultimate goal. For printing purposes, the release of the new book had to be achieved with low-cost production black-and-white illustrations. Authors get almost no reward for a full-color glossy paper edition, as the author also needed to secure a strong copyright stance for all of his new discoveries. It was decided to give extensive coverage in what has become the first and extended edition at the same time as the proof in its entirety with contents exceeding 500 pages for this launch edition. In doing this, buyers get double content but grayscale images. Please note the ebook is currently only available through the author directly on this website, the printed version on Amazon. All three of his books are linked to from here, this reference. While new publishers are placing bids for the 250-page glossy paper color edition, watch his YouTube channel with a link here, where the Atlantic videos will debunk, I'm sorry, debut with watermarks to prove them. And lastly, <clears throat> how Wayne Herschel's quest to find the truth began. It all began way back in the 1990s. In a near-death accident, he claims he came back with a lot more than he left with. He believes he was able to free and un feel and understand the extent of the suffering of Earth's billions of souls and at the same time learned that it was going to get way worse. The inordinate discomfort he felt at being privy to this was truth that had him pledge with a light consciousness to help him find a solution to the hardship unfolding from the maliciously instigated. An uncontrollable chaos our world was increasingly being subjected to. The way he recalls the response he received was in the form of some sort of vast historical records download. And this is what the creator gave him. On coming to his near-death experience from it, he immediately felt a sense of urgency with what he expected and experienced. Then over years of pondering on what happened to the sense of responsibility became overwhelming. The complex reoccurring dreams of ancient knowledge were not some fantasy. In later years, with advanced meditation techniques, he recognized that time had come to look for proof of what he repeatedly saw. Valuable knowledge that he can actually circumvent all differences between divergent people and bring them together to end all wars. It could end the manipulation of the masses instigated by the greed-obsessed, profiteering few in society. What he was to learn about were our origins, and more specifically, that the human genus is basically of, quote, alien, quote, that has to do with, quote, angelic lineage, quote. That is sacred and where all genealogies are equal since they all share origins that are identical. He was also to learn how humanity arrived in our solar system. What was the beginning to look like a science fiction story was in fact the history of humanity, of humankind, our history. Acknowledgements you can be, uh, that are subject to change. Before concluding this article, thanks to all the people supporting patrons, and this is just a, um, just a thank you note there. Invitations to mainstream media. Any mainstream media reading this article and wanting to secure the new color edition or book uh, with some of the color image material to ensure themselves a more powerful story, simply click here, 
click here on the contact button at the top of the page with the email option. The same goes for interested publishers. Please identify your agency or your publisher or journalist status and a PDF version copy or uh, extra color images will be considered. And then he uh, gives an update where uh, it's on Amazon in the United States, uh, in the United Kingdom, on Amazon.co.uk, South Africa, extensive books, and Australia bookseller is Kangaroo Deals, D-E-A-L-Z. So um, he puts out one last comment here, and I'm reading it. I've just got to center the picture here. Um, on the Pleiades, the islands of Atlantis discovered once located in the Atlantic Ocean. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, these are points of uh, uh, bullet points. Islands of Atlantis discovered once located in Atlantic Ocean. Impact from meteor 12,800 years ago. Ground zero point discovered. Next point. Proof that the impact event caused the biblical flood. Next point. The deluge shifted the Atlantis landmass to crash into Europe. Next point. Atlantis port city, ground zero, uncovered and verified. Next point. Relief patterns of two circular canals of Atlantis discovered. Next point. Artifacts from Atlantis site display archaeoastronomy clues. Next point. Pillars of Hercules breakthrough with revised location. Next point. Article, uh, ancient Atlantis maps reveal match with a Spain and Portugal. Next point. One map shows Port City with seven tiny islands as a, quote, star map. Next point. A pattern of seven lost islands exists in the Atlantic floor seabed. Next point. It matches the star map of our human origins found globally. Next point. Taurus the bull god, quote, and sun veneration, origins and decode, are decoded. Next point. Scientific evidence why all the ruins are so deeply buried. Next point. Four kilometer wide crop circle with, quote, alien arrival, quote, date appears at site. <coughs> Next point. Cosmic messenger. First, quote, contact event decoded as of 2007. Next point. The correct Mayan calendar, uh, round calendar uh, date is 2027. Next point. Calendar prophecy also foretells eclipse at site in 2007. Next point. Scientific predicts D-Day for the climate clock as 2007. Last point, renewal of the sun cycle uh, fulfilled and what it means. And basically, these are his three books. The Hidden Records is number one, and they can be purchased from the site. The second is Atlantis. And the third is the Alpha Omega Taurus Stargate. I've done all of these. I've done his renditions. End of story. Over. Jeff, go ahead. Chris, well, thank you very much. I have one follow-up question uh, just to ask if you have insight into it. You know, all this has been about Atlantis and this ancient civilization uh, where the sky gods lived and, you know, all this stuff. What was life like in Atlantis? Do you have any insight into that? I think it's like inner Earth, but that's possibly beyond the comprehension of our audience. But anyway, uh, Atlantis, they were fourth-dimensional beings. I believe Atlantis was uh, had actually three cities, okay? In other words, over time because of uh, geomorphic uh, cataclysms. I believe uh, this is because of his work and he also has a connection with the creator and was given a gift like I was. Uh, I believe this is absolutely accurate. But I think Atlantis was actually more like not 500, 500 million years, but I think it was probably like 1.5 million years as far as its uh, duration. Uh, the one that is also equally viable is by Michael Sarian. I can do that if the audience is interested because he is the number one alternative historian in my professional analytical view. Um, he's been doing this for over 30 years. He's originally Irish and lives in Seattle, Washington. I've read his material and there is no one that even uh, uh, matches him except for people like Wayne Herschel and uh, Michael Tellinger, they are of equal status almost. Mike, uh, whereas uh, um, that uh, um, uh, uh, Michael Sorian, T-S-O-R-I-N, um, he has covered the entire gamut. Uh, he did not have a, uh, 
um, a celestial or uh, a spiritual uh, impact that uh, uh, this author, Wayne Herschel, and I have had, but uh, his work is just incredibly accurate. Um, so what was Atlantis like? I believe in the beginning, and I, there are three authors I'll mention at a later time, um, that are in the, were in the 1800s and one transpired between the 18 to the 1900s. And they gave an incredible rendition of what Atlantis was like. Um, one was a congressman, uh, another, two others were just uh, regular uh, researchers, analytical researchers, one was from uh, Wales and one was from Ireland. Anyway, um, so what was like life? Life was, in the beginning, it was like utopia. It was a perfect world. They were fourth dimensional. They had IQs 500 times what ours are. In other words, 1200 versus our um, uh, 180 antiquated uh, uh, conceptual scale. And because it's not arithmetic, it's, it's exponential. And that these were basically those that came from Mars originally. That's one location. And that everything you could possibly want was, was perfect. However, in every civilization to date in, the, in our fifth root race of mankind, the malevolent evil priesthood class has destroyed it for uh, profit, for basically greed, wealth, which is one, power, control, which is two, and conquest, ownership is three. So it, we've gone through this cycle where we keep going through and rebuilding, but it's all based on the monetary system, the banking system. And unfortunately, they're using today, uh, we're being eliminated by the food, air, and water we, that we eat, drink, and uh, breathe, and through the nano microchip uh, with, with the vaccines. So it was a perfect world in the beginning, but usually with every civilization that it always gets tempted for power and control. And that is the prominent element that is destroyed it today. So that's just a quick overview. Anyway, uh, there's someone who asked, oh, Patriot Girl, question for Chris, if you can answer. Is there such technology as red infrared glasses like in the movie, They Live? Uh, interesting you bring that movie up because I'm sure there is. I haven't researched it, Patriot Girl. I appreciate you with all the other ones, Misty River and and Sunshine and all the others. That So, yes, I believe so. I believe that was a very good movie because it actually showed you going back like 30 plus years of what could actually happen. And in that case, uh, Patriot Girl, the humans were being used as a food source. And so I believe we have the technology of everything. So would there be glasses to be able to to see through, uh, absolutely. The CIA, then the NSA, have perfected everything you could possibly imagine and beyond. And it's way beyond comprehension. I've seen technology in the military with my elevated uh, TS uh, security clearances. That's 25,000 years in advance of what we have today. However, I do know it goes up to 100,000 years in advance of what we have. So yes, I'm sure we already have it. Have I seen it? No, but it's it just it's just logically based okay so i hope that uh answers your question and that was a good movie to use as an example okay well in the movies they always have to show you what they're doing of course i go back to a biblical stance on all these things but uh you know they always have to show what they're doing it's universal law and that way they get the humans to agree to it and how do you agree to it you watch it in the movie even if it's sickening and stuff like that uh like humans is a feud source um they tell you they're doing it, and then we don't do anything about it. So it's uh, agreement by consent is uh, how it works in universal law. Uh, Chris, there's one more comment I must read. Oh, okay. Wrong yeah, one. that was that that movie of uh, uh, they live has got uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper Piper, and I, I enjoyed that movie. Go ahead. All right, this is from Jan. And she says, love prayers and much thanks, Chris and Jeff. A favorite day for me, Wednesday. You both make it so special. Thank you so much for that, Jan. And uh, before we close, I'm going to 
just to let you guys in, uh, because if you're in the chat, you, you know, because I've typed this out, but for those of you who are listening on replay, uh, and I don't think Chris will mind, but I'm going to let people in on some of Chris and mine's private conversations off air. So the, the first one is we're considering making these shows shorter, but making them uh, doing multiple shows, uh, but not only on one day. So that is probably in the works. Uh, it w- if There's going to be a lot of changes to write on radio come October. I'm just going to kind of let the cat out of the bag there. They're all going to be very good changes. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, uh, just across the board, there's going to be a lot of really big stuff happening uh, by October. Uh, in between then, there's some travel time and there's going to be some time when we're going to be disappearing uh, just because I got to take care of some business, but uh, that is coming up. The other thing that I approached Chris on, I, I don't know, I, I kind of lose track of time, maybe three, four weeks ago, is on one show in particular, and put this in the chat or in the comments if uh, if this is something you want to hear, uh, but I'd like to have Chris on the show and rather than an Intel brief, just do an interview with him. Uh, I think it would be super compelling, but let me know uh, what you uh, what you think of that idea, and uh, if we get enough comments on it, Chris, would you be willing to do that? Yes, absolutely. Well, that would be good. And by the way, we would do that as an extra show. We wouldn't necessarily. Well, no, we'd probably have to do it in the t- same time slot. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud, uh, just to honor all those people who uh, who come and show up. And uh, already we're getting some yeses to that. So. Uh, thank you very much for that. And uh, having said that, I thank you, Chris. You worked some overtime today, and uh, we thank everyone in the audience. We sincerely appreciate, uh, sincerely appreciate all of you. Uh, you know your generosity and your faithfulness and being here. Uh, it, it just, it honestly, it really touches both of us, and I can say that uh, with confidence. So. Uh, Thank you for being here. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Okay, and thank you all, all of the audience, including Carmen and Jan and Patriot Girl and anyone that I've messed out, uh, left out. Uh, I appreciate all of you coming on board and learning the secrets of life. Over.